0: And we're back here with not Epson, Dante Sapod. We yeah, got Getz, Will, and Austin. Nope. Yep. And let's get started. Sean Watson officially requested a trade out of Houston, but Houston doesn't want to chain him away. But it seems like the most likely dis- uh, destination is New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins. You guys, have thoughts about that?
1: Any team in the league that is unsure about their quarterback is going to be going for Deshaun Watson. Uh, The thing that makes it hard for the Texans is that he obviously has that no trade clause. So say the Texans get a really good deal with like the Miami Dolphins or something. And then Deshaun says, well, make it one less first rounder and then I'll accept it. But for the current deal, I'm not going to go there or something like that. So he can even, not only can he decide his team, but he can also negotiate the deal down so that they don't bankrupt the team that he's going to. Yeah. I'd like to see him end up on one of those two teams.
2: I'd like to see him in the Denver Orange. So, Yama? I think he'd be a good fit for Miami. I don't know if Tua is going to get the job done for them. So, I think Deshaun Watson, a real leader, would actually complete their team.
3: Yeah. Awesome. I personally think that he'd look at a New York Jet jersey because, I don't know, they have a better fit. They've got see well, they have good weapons and a better O-line. He can do pretty well there.
1: Yeah, and he's in a big market, which I guess he deserves because he's a really good quarterback. I'd like to see him with the Dolphins, though, because they're really building something special in Miami, and they've turned it around so quickly. And Tua is just not going to do the job like you saw in the final day where he threw three interceptions when they had to go to the playoffs. And even the games that they won, he was just a game manager. He'd have, like, 200 yards flat and, like, you know, only, like, 17 throws or something. So, yeah. they really won despite Tua. Well, the problem is, like, I just don't really like
0: seeing uh, the Dolphins train away their – Quarterback that you drafted in the first round with like the fifth or sixth pick and like giving up on him after one season. Like, you should at least try to go run with him again. But if it doesn't seem working, I'll see him. I'd like to see him in Miami or Denver.
1: Yeah. But guys like Deshaun Watson don't become available like all the time. So you got to go for it when you can do it. And, you know, Deshaun Watson has at least proven himself that. He's a just a quality quarterback, especially with the numbers that he put up this year on a not so good team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, one
0: team I actually like a team that no one's talking about that I actually see him going to is the Carolina Panthers, because I feel like the Panthers have enough to offer for Deshaun Watson with the draft pick trading Teddy Bridgewater, and they have a lot of young players they can trade away too.
1: Yeah, I heard that as well. But is he, is he going to waive his no trade clause to go to the Carolina Panthers? Probably not. I
0: can see him going to Carolina. That's the thing.
1: i him going Uh, to New England, maybe. Nobody probably wants to hear that, but.
0: (laughs) Just remember, he followed all the Broncos players on IG, so. Oh, wow. Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions mutually agreed that they should part way, so Matthew Stafford's also on the trade block. Your guys' thoughts about that? Awesome. I personally want to see him on the 49ers. I feel like
3: they can win a ring if Matthew Stafford is on the Niners. They're just one piece away, especially with everyone coming back from injuries this year. They have a good chance at winning the NFC
2: next year. I didn't even think about Stafford going to the 49ers. That would be a great fit. They, they've always needed a quarterback. Jimmy G was not going to get the job done last year. But getting Stafford in there, I think he could get the job pretty close to done, if not complete.
1: He's such an underrated quarterback because he's never won a playoff game in his career, but he's actually so quality. Like some of the things you see him pull off, if like Patrick Mahomes did that, it would be all over ESPN and stuff. But uh, he's been so consistent and so quality through his years. I could also see him going to – the Washington football team who, you know, are a few steps away, but maybe he can win a playoff game with them and they'll be good for a while. Uh, there's definitely other teams out there that I can't think of right now. A lot of teams need a quarterback this year. A lot of teams are unsure about their quarterback.
0: Oh, well, one one team I definitely can see him going to is the Colts. Because they need a quarterback because they're literally one QB away. You have a great O-line, a great defense. I'm not sure about the receivers, but – everything else they have great running backs too they have three good running backs on the team so
1: the only logical fit for the Colts for me just seems like Carson Wentz it just has to happen
0: yeah but we don't know I agree <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know what the Eagles they want to they fire Doug Pearson just to keep Carson
1: Wentz so we're not sure what this new uh, are we going to get into that later yeah okay We'll save that.
0: But another team I can see him going going to is the uh, Los Angeles Rams, that are one QB away because they're they're not sure about their own QB. we we'll gonna talk about that later, but they're saying they're interested in trading for Matthew
1: Stafford. I can see Matthew Stafford in LA. So yeah, the guy get rid of Jared Goff and his big contract, so maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe just straight up or something like that. I don't know if that would be fair, but.
0: <sighs> but, speaking of the Lions, you saw the Lions head coach meet on uh, media day uh, when, when he just joined the team. You saw, what, you saw the whole entire speech.
1: Yeah, I saw it.
0: Honestly, I like him already. He reminds me of Joe Judge. I already like him.
1: That's what he was going for. He was going for, like, the Joe Judge speech. We're going to play old school football and all that stuff. But it just got so weird, and he's biting off kneecaps and stuff. Like, that is just so weird. I didn't um, even hear it. Oh, my gosh. He was like, we're going to get knocked down, and then we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite your kneecaps off. I'm like, what? He just seems so weird. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're definitely going 0-16 next year. The Detroit Lions opening was probably, like, the worst opening. So, he's going to have a tough job ahead of him. But maybe he can motivate his guys that way. But, yeah. like, the difference is when when I saw Joe Judge's opening speech, like, you knew he was going to be good. You just knew he was going to be good. Um, And this one, it's, like, kind of like this guy's just weird. Yeah, but uh, where the Lions are at right now is this really difficult because we
0: have – uh, Matthew Stafford are getting out and then King Galloway is on free agency too. So mm-hmm. their top quarterback and receiver are gone. And we don't we're not sure about Jeff Akuta being the star corner for, superstar corner for them. So and they don't and their cast space is falling not the is not in the best situation. So you guys thoughts about the Lions head coach? You think he's gonna be good for them or no? I don't think it'll matter. They're going to be bad anyway.
1: <laughs> you could put Bill Belichick in there. I
2: agree. I agree with Austin. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Yeah. Um. Hopefully they just, like, if they're going to go through a rebuild, they should just stick with them. Like, you know, if they go 0-17 next year, um, you know, they I don't think they should, like, get in a cycle where they're continuously firing coaches, but, like, they can't move a single step forward. Yeah,
0: but the Eagles also have a new head coach, office, of uh, Indianapolis Colts Officer of coordinator Nick Sarantini. Sirianni. Sirianni, okay, thank you. Sirianni, Siriani. Nick yep. Sirianni. It's a new head coach for the Eagles. Yama, your thoughts?
2: I just saw his um, what's it called? His press conference yesterday. It was so bad. It was horrible.
0: I'm, had, I'm very unexcited. Coach.
1: Wait, what did you say? You wish you had the Lions head coach?
2: No. <laughs> I don't I
1: don't know which one was worse.
2: Yeah, they were
1: Lions head coach or Nick Sirianni Nick Ariani is horrible. He looked like you know, me giving a freaking presentation in front of like like fifty people at school or something. And I hadn't prepared anything. Like I'm just coming up with it on the spot. He kept repeating himself. He was like stuttering like he was scared or something. Thing and like it just made no sense the clip where he's like we're gonna build a smart team and how you build a smart team like that clip was all over the internet it was just I don't know it seemed unprepared and didn't really inspire me I don't know how he's gonna talk to a locker room full of like these huge alpha males when he can't even talk to the press with the yeah, all Philadelphia too right he's gonna be He's in trouble. And this just – the press conference just convinces me even more that he's just a puppet of Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lloyd. That's the only reason they hired him, because he wasn't up for, like, any other jobs. Yeah. It's not like you saw the Colts' offense and was like, wow, that's one of the best offenses in the league. This guy's really changing football.
0: Yeah, yeah. Austin, your thoughts?
3: I don't really like the guy. Anyway, we're going to be bad anyway, but – it's just, I feel like the players are going to walk all over him. He can't stand his ground, it seems like.
0: Yeah. I never really saw his press conference, but I, don't really, I never even heard about the dude before he got signed. That's the thing. So, that's why I know he's not um, the best. Because when I hear about the Amp, clubs because I don't really think about their office according. Of I always think about their head coach, Frank Reich, and Frank, how Frank Reich runs things there. We, we don't. I'm not sure how he's going to run it there and – the Eagles, uh, heck, is going to run uh, in Philadelphia, but we'll just see what the future looks like. Oh,
1: one more thing about that. Did you guys hear the thing where he said uh, about the quarterback situation? He was like, you know, a lot of teams don't have one quarterback. That they like, we have two quarterbacks that we like. Oh, my gosh. Two take
3: quarterbacks equal no good quarterbacks.
1: Right, and they're not even good. They're bottom half of the league, both of them. ridiculous We'll play
3: one in the first half <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like or what what was it faces of franchise when you play faces the franchise you play your friend plays first half and you play second half during the college game <laughs> doing that for the whole entire season. <laughs> if you guys play face of franchise a little bit but yeah a bit. Texas assistant cut I mean. Ravens' assistant coach got hired as the Texas new head coach, uh, David Coley. You guys ever heard of him?
1: Nobody had heard of him, which, like, and imagine you – first day on the job, Deshaun Watson says, I want out. First day on the job, your franchise quarterback goes, no, I want out. He was a wide receivers coach. Wait, let me look. Wide receivers coach and a, and passing game coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens before this.
2: Passing game coordinator in Baltimore. That's, that's, that's
1: nice. Oh, my gosh. So, a wide receiver's coach too. Who goes from that to being the head coach of the Texans? Yeah they're, yeah, they're definitely trying to tank here. Yeah, I don't know what this is about. They're trying to tank, but they don't have the draft picks
0: for, like, the next two years. So, mm. like, when I heard about this, I'm like, who? I'm like, I was thinking they were going to take Eric Bellamy – from Kansas State, the the guy that Deshaun Watson actually wanted, but it's feeling like no one in the league wants Eric Bellamy, even though he's been a, the office coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs for like the past six years. And they and they still ha- in the past six years, the Kansas City Chiefs often still be elite, was still elite even when even when they had Alex Smith as the quarterback too. Mm-hmm. So, I think Eric Bellamy should be a head coach. But you guys thoughts on? You guys have any other thoughts about David Coley?
1: No, he's in trouble. His franchise quarterback's gonna loan out, so then he's in trouble.
0: Okay. But the Rams don't know what to do with their quarterbacks. They have, they're like with the Eagles right now with Jalen Hurts and uh Carson Wentz. They have a quarterback they drafted with their top pick in twenty sixteen and, you know, has the contract too. not sure they wanna keep him already have the quarterback who played well when the other quarterback was out. Jared Goff and John Wolfer are expected to have a open QB competition in train camp this upcoming season. You guys thoughts about that? Awesome. They should
3: stick with Jared Goff. He played in the playoffs, so they broke in thumb and still beat the Seahawks in the first round. Just stick with them. You got to have – just don't put in John Wolford. He had one
2: good game. <laughs> right. You can't. But that's just disrespectful to golf. He was the number one pick in the 2016 draft for a reason.
1: He's had success in his career, like uh, 2017, <laughs> 2018, great years. But then, I mean, they give up on these guys too fast. It's not even like he had a terrible season. He's still completing balls at 67% through a few too many picks, but. And they trade, like, all their first-round
0: picks for Jared Goff. So, if you're just going to get rid of Jared Goff just like that, after giving up, like, what is like, three or four first-round picks for him to trade draft him, I'll just keep Jared Goff for now. He made it to the Super Bowl before. He beat the Seahawks with a broken thumb. Uh, I don't know why they will have John Wolford I mean, it be good having a backup if Jared Goff gets injured because you don't know what the upcoming season is going to look like. But if you're going to pay the, guys, the guy the money, you have to show that he actually can win games, unlike some people in Philadelphia. I'll keep Jared Goff.
1: Yeah, what about the quarterbacks in Denver? They're doing so good, right? I know. Okay, anyway. um, Yeah, he's been a two-time Pro Bowl selection in his five years. Like, that's good. That's why you signed him. But they just give up on him too fast. Mm-hmm. Having have an off year, and they're already looking to replace you.
3: Yeah, I don't know why they're so surprised that they lost to the number one seed in the NFC, the Packers, who we all thought we were going to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but we will talk about that later, Kevin King. But when Haskins going to Pittsburgh gets your thoughts about on Dwayne the Train?
1: I respect that you came to me first. I've been a big Dwayne Haskins guy. Um mostly because he was my quarterback in my Madden franchise. Uh, this is a good spot for him. Uh, actually, I don't know. I'm thinking about this right now. It actually may not be a good spot for him because I don't think Mike Tomlin keeps, can keep his players in check with all the stuff that's going on last year, like where these players are just handing out material, like dancing on the logo or just, um, you know the Browns is the Browns and stuff like that. I don't think he can control his locker room at all, and that's kind of what Dwayne Haskins needs. But on the other hand, if Ben Roethlisberger does leave or at some point he's adopting, like, a really good team, uh, so that will be good for him as well. And to learn some wisdom from Ben Roethlisberger.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like this signing because cause I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers still don't know what to do because they have – the third round pick from twenty seventeen from twenty eighteen draft class, Mason Rudolph, and they saw he did decently uh, did well against the Cleveland Browns where where half the team was out and only lost by a touchdown, unlike with Big Ben playing in the playoffs with the full roster and they got blown out. They're not sure about him, but they also got Dwayne Haskins, who looks he looks pretty promising too, if they gave him the chance and he has to stay under control too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still have big Ben on that huge contract, which are tr- which they're trying to renegotiate the contract, restructure the contract so they can fit in their cap space so they actually can sign back their players. And also, you got Mark Mar- Mar- Marquis Pouncy retiring too. So,
1: and Juju's a free agent, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh-
3: I, I like Dwayne doing the train going to the Steelers. I feel like it's a good team. They have good weapons. Um, it's a low it's a low risk, high reward type of thing, and I like that for the Steelers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like it's kind of like when the Saints signing Jameis Winston and Hey Bridgewater like they really had nothing else to lose for, and look like Jimmy, people saying James Winston might be the future QB for the Saints after seeing him doing one play in the playoffs but we're not sure about that but
2: Yama? Uh, Dwayne Train going to the Steelers I'm not sure what to think of it honestly but like you just how many games did he play this season like I'm pretty sure he got benched like after like four or five. Yeah. Well
0: the thing is it didn't make sense. So he played three weeks going against one one and lost to the two best team two best team two best teams in the league. Or one the right. two top ten teams in the league. And they benched him after that because he lost those games. And then he made a dumb decision of going out and then next Sunday lose against Carolina your head coach former team, that's really, that's embarrassing for your head coach. And, all stuff going around, he just screwed himself over after after that, so, I'm
2: not sure. Yeah. Pittsburgh won the control. He didn't play, he didn't play, he didn't play horribly in all the games, but he didn't play great, so, him going to the Steelers after having such a good season and bad uh, playoff success, I don't know if that's if that's how you want to go and try and like run it back with that same team while you have it, I'd say let Ben maybe do another year or two in there. Hopefully. Well, I don't know what his contract details are, but hopefully Ben can just continue for a year.
1: It's not like the Steelers were so good because Ben played so well. They were. Yeah, but like, I
2: think I think they'd rather have a quarterback that knows how everyone plays.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, but, like, you know, the offense is kind of, like, made for Ben where it's just, like, short passes. You're not really going deep a lot and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, you know, me as an Oklahoma State fan, I see Mason Rudolph as the quarterback for the team. But I'm not sure about this doing Haskins signing. I just don't see them keeping him under control. And I just feel like Big Ben's not going to be good enough for them next year. Because, like, he's getting old and only doing short passes, not the old Big Ben where he can throw it deep. But mm-hmm. – and we're not sure about Juju signing back because a lot of people say he's going to go to the Packers or Ravens or stuff like that. So, we're not, we're not sure about him going back. Or you can see him going to Indiana and be, like, the main receiver there for a new quarterback if they get a new quarterback. But let's go. Let's talk about another 2004 draft class person Phil Rivers retiring after 17 seasons gets your thoughts
1: great career not hall of fame um I don't think he had any seasons where he was too remarkable he definitely had teams that were uh had good quality and um he never really he never even made it to the big game let alone won one but uh I think it's a great career. I don't think you have to necessarily, you know, be in the Hall of Fame for, to have, like, a great career.
2: I agree with Getz. No Hall of Fame career. I looked it up with my friend – or because my friend was arguing with someone on, like, Facebook, on, like, a Facebook comment section about, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? He's had two seasons in his 17 seasons over a 75 QB passer rating. That's horrendous. That is horrible. Yeah, I, I don't think he deserves to be a Hall of Famer, but they'll probably give it to him just because why wouldn't they? Yeah.
0: I say if they love Philip Rivers into the Hall of Fame. They need to fix how they do their Hall of Fame voting because Philip Rivers is definitely not a Hall of Famer. In my opinion, I don't really see most of people in this draft, in the 2004 draft class, besides. Big Ben and player Fitzgerald to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't feel like Eli Manning deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but just because he has two rings, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But Phil Rivers definitely does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because Phil Rivers was was part of that Eli Manning trade. He was supposed to change two different franchises, but only one franchise did well from that trade. The other one never got super Bowl out of it.
1: You know what I do have some respect for Phil Rivers for is Eli Manning ran from the Chargers. He refused to play there. And then Phil Rivers got put into what looked like a bad situation and made a, a good career out of it.
0: Yeah, but out of the 17 years he was in the AFC West, I'm pretty sure the only time he won the division was in 2008 when he had an and 8 record. Jeez, man. Out of that, it was always been the Broncos or Chiefs winning the division each Every other year, even when they had their best record, and that's when they went 11-4, The Chiefs won the division, and they got out, and they got out in the first round to get the second round to the, the New England Patriots. So he hasn't really had much playoff success or regular season success with his teams, too. Yeah,
3: awesome. Um, now if you put Philip Rivers on that Giants team where he where he was traded from, I feel like he won a couple Super Bowl rings and or early in his career. I mean. I don't really see him going to the Hall of Fame. But I do like his consistency throughout the years. Like, he's consistently having a good, mediocre, like, season. I don't think it's good enough to make the Hall of Fame. But if he does get put in the Hall of Fame,
1: I can see why, sort of. Yeah, and I wouldn't be mad if he makes the Hall of Fame. I just don't think he should because I like to – when I see the Hall of Fames, I'm I'm more of the person that's like, we should rather keep more guys out to, like, maintain the – like high reputation of the Hall of Fame, rather than like let everybody in, and then it's not even a thing anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But 2004 draft class, so all the all the players in that draft class, who who do you think deserve to be in the Hall of Fame from that draft class? Gets
1: Ben Roethlisberger for sure. Um, I would even say. I mean, I have to take a look at it, but um, I think Eli Manning would make sense, right? And uh, well, first of all, before I even say Eli Manning, Larry Fitzgerald is obviously a lock. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, I'm obviously I'm I'm more in favor of a selective draft class, so. Okay. Awesome.
3: Um, I feel like just Eli Manning. Is gonna make the Hall of Fame. Same with Larry Fitz and Ben Roethlisberger. Some of the people I really see going to the Hall of Fame. Okay,
2: Yama? I'm on board with the same three that gets had: uh, Larry Fitz, Eli, and Big Ben, and Sean Taylor was a 2004 draft class member. I'm not sure. I looked. Uh, he was. He was the fifth pick in the draft. He was fifth pick. Oh, yeah. Sean Taylor. Yeah. But I only have
0: uh Larry Fitzgerald and Big Ben. I only really see I only really see Eli well I only really see Eli and Phil Rivers making it in. Maybe Eli might make it in because of his two Super Bowl wins, but most people can say those two Super Bowl wins were pretty lucky due to the defense, so but I'm not happy with gets, but next thing. The Seahawks office tackle Chad Wheeler, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Let's pull up the story real quick. Chad Wheeler is facing third three criminal charges including first-degree domestic violence assault and yeah, including first-degree domestic violence assault. He went out, and his girlfriend wanted to take a bend down for her. So he decided to choke her out. And then she passed out, and she woke up, and then, her, and then he was like, oh, you're still alive, and started choking him out. And then that's when she started screaming. And then that's when people started calling the police, and... What that, did
1: I just come back to? We're talking about Chad Wheeler, the offensive tackles for the Seahawks. Oh, jeez, Thought you were talking about Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still in the 2004 draft class.
2: Honestly,
1: I, was, I don't know. If, I don't know when it cut me off, but I was gonna say um, Larry Fitzgerald at the end there too.
0: Okay, but it's uh I don't know what I can say about this because this is serious. And if he was a starting line, like starting off as a tackle for the Seahawks, you can see why the Seahawks didn't make it far. Because everybody knows the Seahawks office, office linemen are just the worst. And if she wanted of the office linemen that they put trust in, that the organization put trust in, do this out in public, it's just this wrong but I don't know what's wrong with the Seahawks organization
3: right now I know a couple weeks ago like an owner was got in trouble with another thing and I feel like this is just another hit like stuff like this in my opinion is going to make the Seahawks fall
0: apart next year Mm -hmm. like and like this happened something like this happened beginning of the season where one of the players brought in their girlfriend by disguising them as a football player (laughs) just uh you know have fun. So doesn't this the, the organization doesn't look like it's going in a great place? With you know we got DK Metcalf saying that he's the second best wide receiver in the league, and you got Jamal Adams, you know, doing Jamal Adams things. So, yeah. So your thoughts?
1: I just want to make sure I don't miss anybody from this two thousand four draft class. I was just looking, and Jason Jason Peters was undrafted out of that draft class. Okay, just saying that. Um, I didn't really hear the whole situation. I kind of joined in the back, but this guy, this was the guy that got in trouble for, like, domestic abuse and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from the way you were telling it, at least to what I heard, it sounded really, really horrible. So he should definitely be out of the league. I don't know if they already caught him or whatnot, but, um, yeah, he should definitely not play football again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a- yeah, he shouldn't be given the opportunity to play football again. I don't know if the Seahawks falling off next year is a great a great call, but I could see them going downhill faster and faster than they should have been going downhill.
0: Because they don't have none of their first-round picks. Their cap is going to be
1: terrible. Jamal Allen is going to be a free agent next year. so Yeah, I could definitely see them falling off. I mean, the way that they finished the season, they were trash.
3: You heard it here first. Seahawks going five and eleven next season. Calling it
1: five and twelve.
2: Five and twelve. Oh my yeah. god! It's
1: gonna take some getting used to. It's not like a seven and nine season anymore. It's like a seven and ten, and a and there's no more going five hundred. There's no eight and eight. It's only nine and eight, eight and nine. Wait, are they adding another game? Yeah. yeah.
2: So the Eagles are gonna go four eleven and one. Yes, let's go Or 4 12 and one.
1: Sorry. Yeah, 4-12-1, My son
2: just did it again.
1: Uh, five and twelve.
2: Yeah, you know, seems
0: not gonna like hearing that the Eagles are going back in twelves, but no, that's Seahawks. I'm honest, the Seahawks. I said Eagles on my like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of a Seahawks player DK Metcalf and Vikings wide receivers Justin Jefferson, both said both said this. Justin Jefferson said the top five wide receivers is Julio Jones, Devonte Adams. Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins. And then D.K. Metcalf say, Julio Jones, D.K. Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. You think these young receivers are saying that, saying a little too much, like getting a little too confident right here, Yama?
2: Yes. I had this conversation with a few other friends. We were talking about it, and we were like, like DK Metcalf is clearly not the number two receiver in the league, and Justin Jefferson's clearly not the number three receiver in the league. And the fact that they're rating themselves over DeAndre Hopkins, who is ridiculous, by the way, mm-hmm. is is sad. It's just it's just it's just disrespectful. And Julio Jones first in both lists. I don't I don't get that. He is definitely the most skilled when healthy, but can't he hasn't had a good season. In, I don't know how long since the oh, Matt Ryan
1: MVP year, maybe?
2: Yeah, Super Bowl
0: 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, gonna go on after that. Like, Julio Jones, I didn't really like seeing Julio Jones first because, like, I feel like D is, is better when D is better because Julio Jones has been injured for the past couple years. So I think they should have been D uh, Hop number one and then, like, so on. So on. I was talking about my top fight later, but, and then. Deacon Metcalf and Justin Jefferson are not even the wide receiver ones on their own team because you got Tyler Lockett as the wide receiver one and you got Adam Thieland as the wide receiver one for the Vikings, too. So, I don't know why these two receivers think they're the top five. Their own coaches won't put them as the number one wide receiver on most of the play. So, the only reason, why, the only reason why most of them are open because most time, the team's not even focusing on them because they're still focusing on the wide receiver one, Adam Thieland and Tyler Lockett. But now, when the now when defense are out actually guard these players like Jam Ramsey just focused on DK Metcalf the whole entire time. You see, DK
1: Metcalf didn't really have a great playoff game. So, yeah. Uh, gets. Yeah, self confidence is one thing, but this is just like this is just jokes. Like they're Justin Jefferson especially. You've been in the league one year, man. Calm yourself. Calm down. And um, DK Metcalf, you still have. You know, like, your route running isn't that good. Your hands are can be sketchy at times. Like, you still have a lot to work on, man, before you're at that level. I think uh, the DK hype is just too much. Like, the Calvin Johnson compar- comparisons, can we put those away? It's jokes. And one thing I got to add on is, the thing is, DK
0: Metcalf's name, like, probably the best receiver in his own draft class. Because he got Terry McGlory and A.J. Brown from that draft class, so. I'm not even sure I would put DK Mecca over those two players, in my opinion. Austin. Yeah. I was going
3: to say exactly what Gets said. Self-confidence is key, but that's just too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of top five wide receivers in the league, I'll, I'm wondering what your guys' top five is. Let's start off with Austin. All right. Give me Devontae number one, Hop number
3: two. When healthy, when healthy, I got. Shoot, I forgot about Julio. I gotta think of Mike. Can someone else go?
2: I got it. I got it. Um, Devontae Adams number one, D Hop number two, number three should still be Julio Jones. Number four, I got Tyree Kill. Number five, I got Stephon Diggs.
1: You had you had D Hop two.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't. Who'd you have at one?
2: Devontae. And Michael Thomas is also slapped on, but I still – No, not after last season. I don't think you can put him up there yeah, after last exactly. season. because it's not like he came back and he didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, I pretty much agree with your list, honestly. Who are some of the guys that are off the list? I don't know. It's always hard when you make a top five. You're always going to miss somebody, but I pretty much agree with your list. The same guys, at least.
3: All right. I think I got mine now. So, I got Devontae Adams, number one, D-Hop, number two, Julio, three, Michael Thomas, four, and give me Tyreek Hill, number five.
2: And then Dig six, I'm assuming. Who? Stefan Diggs, six.
0: Six, yeah. Well, I got, number one, D-Hop, number two, Julio, number three, Devontae, number four i got to see if I'm getting anybody. Yeah, number four. Am I getting someone? I just got to think. Okay, Stefan Diggs. There's Tyreek. There's Michael Thomas. Uh, okay, right. Number four, Stefan Diggs. And number five, I'm going to go with. Uh, let's make this controversial. I'm going to go five. I got Michael Thomas over Tyreek. Of, I, just feel like, I just feel like people call him slant boy. The thing is, like, if you think about the quarterback, the quarterback can't really throw over 20 yards, as you guys saw in that playoff game. So you can't really call him slant boy until he gets a quarterback who actually can throw the ball. Yeah, Michael Thomas is going to have a breakout
2: year next year
3: with Jameis <laughs> Winston possibly a quarterback slinging the ball downfield.
2: Mm-hmm. That's all he does, though. <laughs> and he throws interceptions. So he's going to go 30 for 30 again. Oh, Oh, so what he threw 5,000 yards. 30 for 30 again.
1: I don't know. I think he might have learned something a year under Drew Brees.
0: Because I, I was watching something. Uh, Michael Vick was talking with James Winston, and James Winston said the one thing I learned from uh, uh, from Drew Brees is it's not all about the big play. It's not all about throwing the ball down the field to win the to win the game. It's all about completions being consistent like that, like, if no one's open, throw your checkdowns or try to scramble to the first down your line or gets a couple yards. So, Or always throw the ball away You see no one's open. Just got be, to gotta be consistent like that. Can't always just chuck the ball down the field and help that. I don't know, Michael Thompson is down there. So that's one thing he learned from Drew Brees. And I feel like learning from that from Drew Brees, that's the only thing that James Winston needed to do because he kept on throwing the ball. I don't feel too much. Keep on throwing the ball too much. No one's open, and he throws an interception. And also, he had eye surgery, too. So, basically, when he was playing the season, he basically couldn't see, see during the whole entire season. So, that's why he got eye surgery. So, I feel like James Swinson is going to be also a breakout player for next year, too. But, yeah, Michael Thomas will also be a breakout player for next year because I feel like where the way they put him in that offense is to help Drew Brees out because he couldn't throw the ball for you have Alan Camara for his greens or his uh, – for his flat routes and stuff, they have uh, they have Michael Thomas running in slants, so I feel like under a quarterback, we actually can throw the ball a little bit more deeper. Michael Thomas can show us things because remember in the t- last year he had was has, had the record for most receptions too. So don't sleep yeah. on Michael Thomas. But next thing, the playoff games. Let's talk about. First game, Packers versus uh, Bucks. Packers lost to the Buccaneers, but I forgot the score was, but pretty close game to the end. Uh, Tom Brady threw three interceptions, but the Packers still couldn't score with those three interceptions. They could have went for a touchdown, but he went for a field goal, which made the game close, but... I feel like they have three they have three more chances after that with Tom Brady throwing three interceptions. So you guys thoughts on that? Gets
1: uh pivotal moments of the game are Scotty Miller scoring the touchdown over Kevin King right before halftime. And um then the three Tom Brady interceptions, you get six points from those three interceptions. And then obviously finally the the fourth down situation. We're on third down. Aaron Rodgers has a bunch of green grass in front of him. Maybe he can even get in, but he decides to throw it like across his body down low to Devontae Adams. I don't even know. Um, and even if he scrambles and just gets some, well then at least you know that you're going for it on fourth. You're not going to kick a field goal. Uh, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is all this Aaron Rodgers talk. Like if Aaron Rodgers had the same situation as like Tom Brady and these guys, he'd – Be way better. Like, he's had a lot of good teams. Don't tell me that he doesn't have enough on this team to go out there and win this game. Uh, I just think he's come up short in a lot of these games. Yeah, like, he had a good game, but he didn't really show
3: up in um, the pivotal moments, especially in the end of the game. Right. In the money drives, he just couldn't do anything.
0: Yeah. One thing I saw from this game, they were stopping a run in a good amount with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. They didn't hear about too much about Aaron Jones, but with A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones, he really was doing good against the running game because that's one thing that the Packers had a good running game. And then they were, I don't don't know, sometimes I just see during the plays, Aaron Jones, I mean, not Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers wasn't looking for Devontae Adams half the time. He was throwing the ball to different receivers, trying to give the ball to other receivers. But most of those other receivers just dropped the ball wide open in the end zone. As you guys see with, what was it, Alan Lazar dropping the wide open touchdown pass. Or, no, dropping the wide open two-point conversion pass. Yeah. So But the it seemed like the whole time Bucks defense was ready for Devontae Adams and made sure that he wasn't open for most of the pass. But most of the passes that Aaron Rodgers threw, you also see Devontae Adams wide open down the field. So.
2: Uh Aaron Rodgers, how many how many conference championships conference championships has he made now in the past? Five?
1: I think like three of the last four. He must have been there. Just think this year, last year, and, and not the year before that, who, right? Because that was the year before. Vikings.
2: What? Who was the year
1: before? What do you mean last year?
2: No, who's the who played the Rams and the? FC Championship. Oh,
1: the Saints, yeah,
2: yeah, Saints. Uh, oh, yeah, right.
0: Because yeah, that was the year that went. That was the year when Aaron Rodgers was out with injuries
2: too.
0: Mm. Uh, well, I think the last before that it was like Seahawks versus
1: Packers. Oh yeah, when they had the onside kick conversion, they got the onside kick, and then all that craziness went down. They had the huge lead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They, I didn't I didn't really watch that game. I wish I could have. I'd work. Um, and
1: and Green Bay was the team that lost to the Falcons as well. So they've so just in the past few years, they lost to the Seahawks 2014. 2015, they weren't in it. 2016, they lost to the Falcons. Uh, then the next two years, they weren't in it. And then they lost to the 49ers and they lost to the Buccaneers. Yeah.
2: I, I remember just coming back from work to so many Kevin King memes on my, on everything, on every social media platform you could possibly imagine. Kevin King was getting clowned. And then I looked why, and I was like, oh, oh, that's why. He got burnt by Scotty. He got burnt by Scotty Miller.
1: Hey, Scotty Miller needs his respect. He is, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, he's a good receiver. But. Did
1: you hear the thing that he said he thinks he could win a race versus Tyreek? He's fast. He's fast like that. People don't know. People underestimate him. Crazy,
0: though. No, every single time I play Matt, I always got to pick him up because
1: he's a speed demon. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on my team, Manny, so I'll see you week 15, I think it is. After
2: Yamo. After Yamo has your first loss. (laughs) But, and then the
0: Bills versus Chiefs game gets yeah, your thoughts about this
1: this game the chiefs were just so much better like it's not something that the bills didn't do or anything like the chiefs were just that good in this game like i feel like the the once um the, the bills got that like muffed punt touchdown and they missed the two point conversion Okay, you were okay. They were down nine or whatever, but like the next drive by the Chiefs looked so easy. And once it was nine seven, you're like, oh yeah, okay. The Chiefs are they showed up now. They're ready to win. They're gonna win this game from here.
0: Yeah, only, like I said before, I said only way the Bills would make it to the Super Bowl they don't have to face the Kansas City Chiefs and they face the Kansas City Chiefs. And then one like their their defense is good, but they can't kind of go against the the elite elite. Kansas City Chiefs offense so and then Josh Allen then do well
1: throwing running
0: backwards and then getting sacked for like
1: oh my gosh I haven't like five times it looks like me and Madden mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it wasn't
0: looking good for that and then and the one thing people said from that game like if they would have a decent running game that's they need a draft a running back because Seen, most people doesn't most people don't like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss being the running back because like they're really like the two slowest running backs in the game. So I'm pretty sure like in Madden they're both like A six Bs and like bro your quarterback's just as fast as you. But I just I just don't want no, they probably can improve on their defense and improve on their running game. They probably be back there because I see them going back there next year too because. And then another way I see the Chiefs losing is Patrick Mahomes making mistakes. So, you guys saw in the end of the season last year where Patrick Mahomes made several, several mistakes. Like, against the Dolphins throwing like four, like three interceptions. So, like, I can see the Bills back there. Their, their future looks bright there, too. And mm-hmm. seeing Stephon Diggs standing out there, watching the whole entire AFC ch- Championship
1: ceremony. That was – Those things are always so sad. hmm <laughs> He was the only one. He really proved himself this year. Uh-huh. Stephon Diggs.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, Being
1: traded from
0: making, bringing a team to an AFC championship game is a great turnaround. And doesn't look good for Here's the teams. Here's my thing with the whole situation. Before the game,
3: I saw Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes like, comparisons on these NFL pages. And I thought it was kind of disrespectful. And then during the game, I feel like Patrick Mahomes like, proved that. He's on his own different level, and yeah. no one really compares to him. Maybe, maybe except, like, prime top Brady, but I don't know else. The build played good, but the Chiefs are just so much better.
1: Yeah, the, their quality just came through. Over the length of a whole football game, yeah, you'll find out who's better.
0: I got a question. So since the Bills and Packers both lost, what does the future look for for the Bills or Packers?
2: Yama. Bills still have the same. I'd say their future is only going to get brighter. But the Packers, on the other hand, might lose Rodgers. Everything is just going to go. It's everything's just going to start going downhill because they're not. Is going Rogers' to
1: contract up, or would he just request a
2: trade? He would request a trade, but I I don't know I don't if I see does. that happening, but. It's always it's a possibility his press conference sounded like he he was he, devastated anymore, but uh it's
1: always like it's always like run it back, run it back, but you don't know if you're gonna be there again next year,
2: yeah, I think Bill's future gets brighter, and Green Bay just starts falling off slowly
1: i think I think one problem for the bills though is that I think their division is only gonna get better last year that they had some teams that would just. You know, really fell off. The Patriots obviously fell off, leading the way. Um, the Jets were terrible. We know that, but they've been terrible. And the Dolphins are only going to get better next year. So I think their division is going to be more difficult next year. So, you know, they might they might not even win their division next year. Some some other team could step up.
0: Yeah. Ugh. I feel like the Bills' future is just going to get brighter. I feel like they're still going to win their division, even though their division will be more tough next year. But And I actually can see them going back to the conference championship game, too. But well, for the Packers, I don't, I'm not sure about the future about Aaron Rodgers because I feel like they might run back again, try to pick up a free agent like Juju or Kenny Galloway, the pair up with Devontae Adams to get more more help for a receipt, for for the passing game. But they also have to re Aaron Jones, They got to decide, is it good to re-sign Aaron Jones? Because, you know, running backs are just not really like like most running backs in this league because you got running backs like DK – not honestly DK – Chris McCaffrey and uh, Derek here are on a whole different level. But you got running backs who are just based off the – it's the product of the O-line. So you're not sure if he's an elite running back, like all those running backs like Chris McCaffrey – Derek Henry, i also think Saquon too, and Nick Chubb, but we're not sure about Aaron Jones if he's part on that. Is he's on that level? Because they can just not sign him, not resign him, run with Jamal. I'll say Jamal Adams, Jamal Williams, and and they did do don't, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they're good there. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them resigning Aaron Jones. I see him trying to sign a wide receiver than not re Aaron Jones, in my opinion. Juju.
1: I feel like that would be a good fit.
0: They, they should just let Aaron Jones go and
3: sign a wide receiver or a defensive person, like a linebacker. That's what they need
0: most. Running backs are so serviceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's get to the NBA.
1: Whoa, let's get to the big game preview. Oh, I'm not gonna do that till like next week, right before the. Super okay, Bowl. okay, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we can talk about the AFC versus AFC Pro Bowl.
1: Yes, sir. Oh, are you coaching Manny? I mean, you're usually there. You're usually there. Oh it's
2: messed up. It's
1: messed up. We're talking about the franchise where he always gets selected as the Pro Bowl coach because he never makes the Super Bowl. I'm always one game away. Always one game away.
0: There's that one Cinderella story where I beat the top teams in the playoffs and wins. Oh,
1: what a magical Cinderella run! And he lost the Super Bowl by what two points? Yes. Oh,
0: because I lagged on the screenplay and I got tackled for a safety. That was a bummer. But Ozzy got the ASC winning because you know we're the best. So. AFC is too strong
1: like that. See you in the yeah. Super Bowl this year. See you in the Super Bowl this year, right? I know it's my year. I'm gonna get that first round bye. You're gonna lose to the AFC West, so.
0: But let's go to the basketball. Kevin Porter Jr. guy, 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 arguing with guy, in argument in the locker room with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Got traded for a second round pick, and now. He's going against him down to the G League. Austin, your thought about Kevin Corey, Jr.? I mean, another low-risk, high-potential award
3: for the Rockets, in my opinion, it's a steal. You can just fix that behavior. The, the person's only a kid. He's 20 years old. Like, you have time to fix that. People often forget that. And if he can get his attitude fixed up, the make him a basketball. So, I think his future with the Rockets, in my opinion, is bright.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, I – I thought Kevin Ford Jr. was a sleeper from last year's draft plan. So getting him was a steal for a second round pick. And then this is this reminds me of the Marco Fultz trade when Marco Fultz was on trade for James Ennis the third in a second round pick. And where is James Ennis the third? I don't know, out of the league. Out of the league. And the second round pick is probably not in Philadelphia anymore. So so in my opinion, this is like a Marco Fultz trade where you just you got nothing else to lose. Like, if the person doesn't do well, you can just wave him. If the person do well, keep him. So, get. Yes.
1: Yeah, like Austin said, good move by the by the Rockets. They seem to be making a little bit of smart business recently. But uh, yeah, S- buy him when he's low. It's like a stock. Buy him, buy him when he's at his lowest.
3: I
2: I also agree with that. And it's not like like Austin's right about him being able to just be taught and how young he is. It's um it's not like he's mid thirties or anything and he just did what the, Seahawks, the the Seahawks offensive tackle did. Like he didn't do anything like that. He has so much time left in his career. And he could be good and he could be bad. But yeah, but
0: Speaking of players from the from that got traded, Cavs Levert turned out he had like a cancer in his kidney. I'm pretty sure that he he didn't find until the James Harden trade. So if it wasn't for James Harden acting out and wanting a trade, he would never knew that he had cancer, and this it could have been bad later on in the season. So lucky he got surgery. Surgery it, surgery went well. The cancer was gone. So He's ready to play. When he's- great story. Mm-hmm. So but, but I think Cavs Levert on that Pacers team will be such a great fit. I think he's gonna have a breakout game for the for the Pacers when he gets a chance to play. So But it's sad to see him being like like the one like besides Joe Harris, he's like the last piece from that what was it, 2018 Brooklyn Nets squad. With the you know gotta be crazy, gotta be crazy squad, you know, uh, with D'Lo and Jared Allen and everybody else there, and you know Sixers' favorite player, Jerry Dudley. So. Though, just sad to see. I just feel like they sure this. I, that's one reason why I didn't like the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving sign, signings because like, they just got rid of the whole entire Brooklyn Nets squad just like that. And now they stuck – now the Nets have three superstars but like, with no bench, too. So, I'm not sure about the Nets, but – Yeah, they used to have, like, the best depth in the league. hmm Now they have the worst. But that's one problem. When you get – when you get Kevin Durant, when you sign for Kevin Durant, you got to get rid of most of your bench. So, for well, the Warriors did, now look looking at the Nets. Maybe the Nets can actually win – maybe the Nets can win a championship this year. But I don't see – them out. Thing is, LC Brooklyn Nets making it out of the first round. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna get upset in the first round. My opinion. By the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> it's but no, I just feel like James Harden in the playoffs is not really a good fit because James Harden doesn't do well in the playoffs. He never does well in the playoffs. You got, you saw in OKC in the NBA Finals, he didn't do well in the in the finals. And in Houston, never made. P- never made it far enough. Had a chance against the Golden State Warriors when Kevin Durant was out and still didn't make it still didn't beat him. They could have won a championship that year if they were, if James Harden was stepped up in game six in Houston. Every single time a game goes to Houston and his elimination game, he always steps down. That's the thing if you check the stats. So James Harden in the playoffs. We just gotta see James Harden in the playoffs because I, I I trust KD. KD up there, up there for top five MVP right, right now. But not sure, you know, I'm not sure about really Kyrie good. mental, mental space right now. But we'll talk about that later. But KD, I can trust KD, I can trust Kyrie, but I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. So, in my opinion, Yama,
2: I don't see the Nets actually. I could see the Nets going decently far in the playoffs, but I don't see <clears> them making the finals, no matter how many superstars they have. Because James Harden is not it. Kyrie Irving is not the guy. Kevin Durant is the only reason I could see people having trouble in the East, like in the, play, in the Eastern Conference playoffs.
1: Yeah, I just don't think their depth is good enough either to make like a playoff run. Uh, I think they're going to have to go up against so many hard teams and – the thing is, they have three great players, but only one basketball. So, what are you gonna do about that? This was like the year two thousand
0: eight. Maybe this will work when most teams don't really have good benches. But in the East, but it's not two thousand eight like the Boston Celtics did, and they can't be like the Boston Celtics and win a ring after after one season. So, but. Let's talk about the Wizards. They're struggling. Bradley Bill's still the scoring leader on the team, but they're struggling. Russell Westbrook's not doing the best. If he does doing good, he's ejected. he gets ejected from the game at the beginning of, of the fourth quarter, so they still don't really have a chance. Even though if Russell Westbrook does good, the rest of the team is doing terrible. Cause you can see you can see a stat like this, like this. Rally Beal with fifty points, Russell West with twenty points. And the next league and scores is Thomas Bryan with like nine points. No turns Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We'll just
3: have like a top five offense in the league right now. If you look at the offensive rating and the points per game. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I would feel bad for Bradley Beal, I do, but I'm not gonna say like free Beal because there he's one of the reasons why they're the worst defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, because he plays more off the you defense. You can't carry your team just on one end and expect to win. When they yeah. had John Wall, when they had John Wall, he was he was guarding the best player, mm-hmm. and they had a defensive anchor. But now they don't have him. Who, who's guarding the best player? No one. And Bradley Beal, in my opinion, has the best player on the team. He has to step up some way
0: on defense. He just looks lost all the time. Yeah, I. Honestly, I feel like James Harden's a better defender than, John, than Bradley Beal, in my opinion, because he saw him one year leading lead the league in – I saw him one part, point in season, like 2018 leading the league in steals. He was like one point averaging two steals a game before – but at the end of the season he ended up averaging 1.5 steals a game. But still, I see James Harden actually stepped up for defense, and that's how he won MVP that year. So, in my opinion, not because of his office, but he stepped up on other things too. But <clears> – <throat> Bradley Beals is playing more, like, Bradley Beals is like, oh, what's better? Play- we don't really care about defense. We just score more points on the other team. But scoring more points on the other team when you can't play defense. And then speaking on their defense, Ruhu Atramura, the guy they jacked because they thought he was going to be the next Kawhi Leonard, being a two way player, can't play, can't, only can play one way, offense. is not really great on offense. And his defense, Flashy, was like the worst defensive rookie, uh, defensive play- the-, the worst rookie for defense in like history, if you check the stats. So, and I'm not sure about this kid named Denny, uh, I the his last name, but the kid from yeah, – New- terrible defense.
1: Hmm?
0: He's terrible at defense. Yeah, he's terrible on defense. So, they're only driving off to the players. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Thomas Bryant's not the best on defense, too. And then Davis Pertosh doesn't look great on defense, too. So, it's yeah. the, the team just not built good together. And then Scott Brooks is doing the same thing he was doing in OKC, with his rotations just being terrible. Like, for one example, his rotation was thinking about, oh, let's put James Harden on the bench so we can have him out there with a the bench squad. And Like, you don't do that. Gets.
1: Yeah, so we already talked about most of the things that make the Wizards bad. So I'm just going to talk about the possibility of Bradley Beal leaving. And I would love to see Bradley Beal, the Sixers, make an all-in move for Bradley Beal. I wasn't behind making a move for James Harden because he's like already 32 and he comes with his own luggage. But I think if the Sixers are serious about making a championship run, Tobias Harris cannot be your number two score. It, he's like championship number twos need to be better than that. And 34 points a game or, you know, that's what it was last time I saw it for Bradley Beal. Uh, it's nothing to like, like uh, scoff at, but, um, so he's definitely a deadly scorer. I think if we can get him and Brad, uh, and Tobias Harris becomes our third scoring option, then we're legitimate. Honestly, I'd, get, I'd, I'd give up Ben to go get Bradley Beal. You'd have to give up Ben and some more because, you know, every year that goes on, people think less and less of the Ben potential that's there. Oh, if he only learned a jump shot. Yeah, well, it's year four and he still doesn't have one.
0: He's averaging 4 so. points a game, too. But the problem, away, the problem about training away Ben Simmons, their defense, because you saw in the playoffs, well, Ben Simmons, their defense was terrible. And they just look lost on offense. They have no playmaker without him. Well, I feel like if they're looking lost in offense. I feel like Tyrese Maxey can step up and be the playmaker for a team, but the problem yeah. is defense. The
3: Sixers keep on getting younger and younger. They rely on too much on these rookies. Like last year, Matisse Thibel, like expecting him to be like a good 3D player his first year, late first round pick. We can't rely on Tyrese Maxey to be a championship starting point guard.
0: This year, anyway. Maybe in later years, yeah, but he's a rookie this year. Like, one player I – if they do trade away Ben Simmons, one player I'd love to see them to get is to be a good playmaker for the team is Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry can actually lead a team because he's the only good player on that Raptors team. And with Kyle Lowry back in Philadelphia, too, because he's from Philly, I can see him uh, be on the Sixers too. So,
1: I just think Ben Simmons is such a liability on offense, especially late in games. You have to hide him because you know he he's late in games. He just he's not going to shoot that jumper or that three that you need, and teams are going to expose him. The so. thing thing is, I
0: just don't see. Like, the thing is, I just hear a lot of people saying that Benson's don't really practice. That's the thing. That's shooting too. Don't You only can see him shooting when he's, like, oh, when he's done with his other, – doing other things. And then he's in the high school gym just shooting the three ball. Because, like, oh, man, look, guys, I'm practicing my jump shot. Give me my money. But.
1: Yeah, I believe, too, that he actually doesn't work that much on his game. You know, when at the same time guys like Brooke Lopez have learned a three ball, like – there's no excuse. Yeah.
0: When the White Howard can make a three before Ben Simmons, that's when it's not looking great. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's 17% from a three this season or 16.7.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. His value keeps getting less because at least at the beginning of his time, it's like, oh, once he learns that jump shot, he's going to be unstoppable. But every year he still continues to not learn one. And, you know, that, that potential is just going down and down and his trade value is going down to the point where it's not even a straight-up trade for Bradley Beal. It's Ben Simmons plus a first-rounder or Ben Simmons plus two first-rounders to get Bradley Beal.
3: One thing I do like to see, though, is that his free throw percentage is going up every year in his career, which is good. I mean, that what shows is that
1: now, like? It's still at
0: – Yeah, one thing – we can see this game against the Timberwolves. I was watching the game, first half – Ben Finn was zero for five from sh- for shooting the ball. The only thing he does is drive in and take a layup. So you have someone, you have a slasher going zero for five like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, late
1: and late in games and in the playoffs when teams, you know, really get stuck in on defense, it's going to be harder for him.
0: Yeah, and only he yeah, only end up only end up scoring eleven points at the end of the game with the Sixers win, but. He's averaging 12 points a game, 7.9 assists, 8.3 boards. And you say Russell Westbrook has stat padding, but you also can say the same thing about Ben Simmons, only scoring 10 points but getting 12 assists and 10 boards. Like, Russell Westbrook does the same thing, but they call that stat padding. But if Ben Simmons does that, he's a great player. But you're not a great player.
1: Russell Russell Westbrook got the stat padding label once his centers were boxing out for him on free throws so he could grab the rebound.
3: All right, I got a little goal for Ben Simmons by the end of the season. I am sticking on his side. If he attempts 33-pointers this season – no, 25 three-pointers this season, I'll be happy. He's so far attempted six. If he can get the 25, I feel like that'd be good.
2: No shot.
3: No shot. Harden does that in two games. That's Harden. Okay, that's his play style. LeBron didn't learn his jumper and start shooting five threes a night right away. He started gradually attempting more. And that's what we need to see. Okay. And I don't really mind having Ben Simmons on the squad. We're number one in the East right now. If it's working, don't change it.
1: Yeah, but it hasn't had any playoff success yet. You guys, you, you guys have a, a lot of a lot of high conference finishes, but then get bounced by a team.
3: People forget these players. Okay, our first playoff game in 2016, they're all they are both like 22. Ben Simmons, 22. to be like 23. We had no chance of winning that series against an experienced Celtic coach. We had, okay, we had Brett Brown as our coach. We're not winning any games. We've got to give it a shot with Doc Rivers. He has his points for games going down, but everything else is fine. Like, he's being our prime playmaker, our good defender. And
0: he guards the best player in prime time, and it works. The, thing is, the thing is, you see him when Duel's not playing games, you don't see him still scoring. You just see Tobias Harris leading the team scoring. 'Cause usually last you see Ben Simmons when Joel when Joel's out Ben Simmons dropped, dropping twenty-five points in a triple double. But now you see Joel's out and Ben Simmons still dropping ten points, seven boards and eight assists. When Joel is out,
2: this team sucks. Yeah.
3: Because I saw him down by
0: ten points against the Timberwolves when Joel was sitting out. And then they came back when Joel was back in.
2: That's not why they were down. Joel was the reason they were down. And the the that's the reason I Oh my God! I can't speak. That's the reason the Sixers were down early. Joel was shooting like 0 for 6, and then they put him in. I heard him. I heard him talking about it. They're like, they're like, they just need to get Joel a layup to get him going. And then he ended up having 37 points and 11 boards. Jeez, man. He was. He was the reason. He was the reason they were.
1: I'm just talking about the game. The games where like Joel just sits out completely because you know he needs a rest. He's so tired. Which you know, wait till a seven game series. That's gonna play a role. I bet we'll hear storylines about him being tired again. And, um, yeah, so when the games where he doesn't play at all, like you might as well just not even watch it. They suck, like when they lost to the Pistons without Blake Griffin the other day.
0: And Blake Griffin made, haven't dunked the ball since last year. So that's what you are saying about this Pistons squad. So, but Yama, we haven't heard you talking about Ben Simmons at all. So your thoughts about this?
2: Don't trade him for Bradley Beal. It's not worth it. Their defense would be cr- so bad. It would be god-awful. And then I'd want to cry watching the Sixers even more than I already than I already do. I don't
1: like, think their defense would be that bad. Their
2: defense would be so bad.
1: No one being a good defender.
0: There's no source of I'm perimeter defense. Last year, the defense was terrible while Ben Simmons in the playoffs. The, that, he got swept by the Boston Celtics last year. You saw that. If, if Jason Tatum was
3: on Ben Simmons, if Ben Simmons was going to Jason Tatum, he wouldn't be averaging 34 games in that series against the, against the Sixers. 100%. I just feel
1: like it goes the same way on the other end of the floor then, but then you have Ben Simmons as a liability on the other end of the floor. I
0: I not like Ben Simmons, but I can agree that he's the best defensive player Defensive player. The, guard, the best guards out there on on the team right now. So you know, people can say, "Oh, you got uh, Matthew." Oh, I say Matthews. I'm gonna say Matthew. After Tyrese. Oh my gosh!
1: If defense was equal to offense, then Tony Allen would be a Hall of Famer, but he's not. So Tony Allen. No, he's...
3: The Sixers guards, the young guard, the Tyrese Maxey and Matisse well, they're so foul happy right now. They're rookies. They're gonna make all these mistakes. Like, Matisse Stiebel, whenever he guards someone, he's so aggressive on defense. It's a good thing, but he gets, he gets so many three-point foul calls. It's ridiculous. And with Ben, Ben Simmons doesn't do that. Like, he's an experienced defender.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think you, you don't know how many years you're going to get this from Joel Embiid. Like, he's already 27, and he's obviously a man of his size, you know, can deteriorate quickly. So I think you gotta make the all-in push at some time. But if they want to just run with this squad for one year, we'll see. I don't think that's the championship squad right there.
0: I can see them making far in the playoffs, but Ben Simmons just gotta step up on offense. I don't I don't see them training away Ben Simmons at all. You should not trade away Ben Simmons quite yet unless you have an answer for defense. Because you can't have an answer, you can't you have to have the an answer for playmaking and defense before trading with Ben Simmons. And, trade, and Ben Simmons bring both playmaking and defense. So that's the reason why they should not trade Ben Simmons quite yet until you have an answer for both sides. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about this?
1: No, I think we pretty much discussed it. Uh, so, guys,
0: they keep on winning games, and you know you yeah, got people like Shaquille O'Neal hating on the Jazz like always because he likes to hate on players for no reason. But you know Don Mitchell's leading the squad, and you think they're gonna make a run for this year? They might be a surprising team, like the Portland like the Portland Trail, like the Portland Trailblazers in 2019, make a run like that or now.
2: First round. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I see him exiting the second round.
1: Yeah, like all these teams they'll have good seeds, they'll have good regular season. <laughs> but once you come to LeBron James in the playoffs or the no, I'm not even going to say the Clippers in the playoffs, that's a joke. Okay, but once you see the real teams in the playoffs and and LeBron activates playoff mode, yeah, you're packing your bags, you're going home.
0: Yeah. But I like your point about the Clippers cuz, you know, one person who's heavily underrated right now because of his oh. bad performance is, an Austin, awesome, just going to say it. Well, with
3: Paul George? George? deserves to be an all-star starter this year.
1: Okay. Like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But, okay, get the all-star game. That's fine. But if you want to make a legacy, do something in the playoffs. Playoff P. Which he never did, because
0: in OKC, and I, I talked about, I was arguing with this was Austin. uh, Talking about OKC, game six against the Utah Jazz, dropping... Six points. Carmelo Anthony outplayed you. Jeremy Grant outplayed you. And Russell Westbrook dropped 50 points. Even though it wasn't good, he still dropped 50 points to try to, try to make that game close because the game was like a three point game the whole time. Because Russell Westbrook kept on making the game close. But we need Paul George to make one three point to win the game. But no, he decides to miss three, the last second three point shot to lose the game. And then we lost. We lost embarrassing game six to a team the OKC team that ever predicted to beat Houston or Golden State but in the OKC big 3 that was the most embarrassing series i couldn't go to, i couldn't go to school after that that was like 4 years ago 4
1: i know but he pulled another playoff p last year he could
3: He could pull it off. You know, it could be 60-40 chance it happens, but I believe in him.
0: I feel like he's a changed man. Like, they almost lost to the Mavericks first round, a team that has absolutely no defense, like the Wizards, okay? Okay, to be fair, the Clippers team,
3: they just put a bunch of random players together and hope they played well. This year, they actually have chemistry. They have a good surrounding team, and I feel like Paul George just changed his playing style a little bit to make him more efficient.
0: Yeah. I just, no know i still getting mad at that. Why did Kawhi have to leave? Like Kawhi could have stayed in the East and ruled the world east like LeBron did. He wouldn't be
1: A different challenge, man. You
0: know, but I I know that Paul Dr doing great in the regular season, but he's not gonna do good in postseason, but
1: only Mar- time will tell.
0: But anybody else, any thoughts about the Jads? Keep on winning.
2: Yama? Mm, Second-round exit. That's it. But, But Shaq disrespecting Donovan Mitchell. That's just so annoying.
1: This is the thing with Shaq. He's like, I can say anything I want. Have you seen my legacy? Yeah, that means I'm correct. Hey, Donovan Mitchell, you're trash because you don't have an MVP in four rings like me. He just uses his, like, legacy to back up anything that he says.
0: In my sure. opinion, I can make the argument that Shaq really underachieved in his career about uh, winning only one MVP, and he had multiple chances of winning championships championship with good players because he got the chance to play with Steve Nash and LeBron James who would have kept, kept care of, of his body a little bit more. He would have lasted in the league a little longer and would have won, won with either of those players.
1: And him getting straight exactly, away from What even exactly was his career? criticism of Donovan mitchell or did he just say i don't like you he basically said that
0: and before that he always tried he before that he was he didn't really like rudy gobert he said oh god hey kid it's good to be it's uh, good you can make millions of dollars in the nba just average, average 11 points a game so
1: yeah if you're also like a two-time defensive player of the year
0: mm-hmm.
1: no respect
0: even though Paul George is there one of those defensive players when he's in OKC, but we don't talk about that. But uh, who's your MVP? Because I, I'm, I forgot who I was talking this with, but I have my MVPs. that's
1: going to be surprising from all you guys. but
2: You're talking about it with me, Manny. Let,
1: uh, them, let, them, too, let them go first and then.
2: Manny's okay. uh, got, the got the same answer as me, bro. Yeah. Joel and Mead. Oh, okay. Joel Embiid. They, all three. Everyone's shaking their head right there. Austin and Manny shaking their head right there. Joel Embiid, MVP, carrying this team to first in the East right now. Even though, even though we missed three or four games, his numbers are ridiculous. He's so good. And you can just see that that is the Sixers' whole squad right there. He just needs to manage his body better, just like we were talking about with Shaq. And he will last much longer in the league. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna go off of that. Joel Embiid, he's fourth in scoring for in in this league, Seven rebounds, first in per with with 31.4 per. And without, without Joel, because it's called most valuable pl- valuable player on a team. That's why people like Russell Westbrook won in 2016 because he was valuable to valuable to his team. Joel is valuable to his team because without Joel, the Sixers won't be as will as good as good as everybody think they were as everybody think they are. while Joel, Joel B, they won't be as good. So that's why Joel Embiid is the MVP. Because you can take you can take Kevin Durant off the Nets. they still have Kyrie Irving and James Harden. That's why – I don't know why people say Kevin Durant is the MVP, but you have Kyrie Irving and James Harden also on the squad too. You can take them out, take off the team, they'll still make the playoffs with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Kyrie Irving made the playoffs without Kevin Durant last year too. So – and Kyrie Irving barely even played last year too. So – I don't really see Ken Ram being the most viable player in the league if he's if he has like the top ten scoring peop, top ten scoring options in the league with Kyrie and James Harden, but you also you got Nikola Jokic. The whole time I feel like while Nikola Jokic, there's still a diff, different decent squad with Jamal Murray and you got Michael Porter Jr. too. So that's my argument about Joel. But if you take Joel off, the only person who's le- who's scoring on the team is Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons averaging 11 points a game. So that's why Joel Embiid is my MVP and Joel Embiid wins MVP this year. He'd be the first center since Shaquille O'Neal in 2000 to win MVP. So awesome. I'm really
3: excited for this season. The Sixers season has a lot of potential just because of Joel Embiid being top MVP candidate. Um, If he keeps it up, if, I really hope he keeps it up right now. He's just shooting lights out, especially from mid-range. And he's been proven that he can beat good teams, such as the Lakers. So right now there's no reason to not have him number one, in my opinion.
1: Okay, guys. Hey, I'll say this. I want to disagree with you guys just to spice it up a little bit. It'd be boring if we all agreed, right? Uh, he's right now, season ends today, Joel Embiid's my MVP. But he's missed four games already. He's, he's on a great pace. First of all, can he keep up this pace throughout the whole season? We don't know, especially with, you know, him always being like, oh, I get so tired, I can't play back-to-backs or whatever. And uh, he's already missed four games, which with the math is like he, 20 games through the season, that should be like 12, 14 games missed by the end of the season in a 72-game season. And LeBron has played every single game, and LeBron has been the every MVP every single year since he joined the league. So, uh, and and by the end, the Lakers should probably be the number one seed in the Western Conference. So we'll see. I think Joel Embiid, in the end, will just miss too many games. He won't be able to keep up this pace, and LeBron will be the MVP.
2: Yeah, it's, this is your LeBron boyfriend that's disagreeing with you right now. We're in the Clemson jersey. He's disappointed.
1: I said if the season ends today, Joel beats my MVP. But at the end of the season when he misses 14 games, his stats go down a little bit. Lakers finish top of their conference as well.
2: And LeBron's LeBron, going to be there. I can't. And LeBron gets snubbed, right? They're going to be like, oh, LeBron. LeBron averaged. LeBron's like, always
1: getting snubbed every yeah. single year. Okay, hey, last year he got snubbed, but this year. Last year he got snubbed. The James Harden year he got snubbed. Uh, I can't hear this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm saying, think if LeBron's the goat. The but season ends today. Joel beats my MVP. I'm just predicting that by the end of the season, he will have missed 14, 15 games in a 72-game season, and the Lakers will be top of their conference. LeBron maybe missed one or two games, and yeah, but, with good well, stats.
0: But Joel Embiid doesn't have a 20-point-per-game score, score on his team like Anthony Davis, who's averaging 20 points and like, 10 boards a game probably. His second-leading scorer is Tobias Harris, who's averaging 19 points a game. And Tobias Harris can be really inconsistent sometimes that we've seen in the past. So, also,
3: Embiid has missed, like, most of his games because of COVID protocols back earlier in the season. Like, keep LeBron and the Lakers might have that too. You never know. Or the NBA likes the Lakers more and they're going to postpone all their games. And, but the Sixers shouldn't have really had those games played. So I don't really think those games that he missed really count.
1: Okay, yeah, it's a fair point. But season ends today, Joel Embiid's is my MVP, but we'll have to see towards the end of the season. Okay, okay. But, you know, me as a Sixer
0: hater. I hate the Sixers, but Joel Embiid is my MVP. That's the same how.
1: And maybe for the same reason that you said Joel is your MVP because his second guy is Tobias Harris, is the same reason I'm saying that they're not going to win a chip. Because your second guy is Tobias Harris.
0: It's like similar with Jan's in the Bucks, where their second guy is Chris Milton, a spot shooter. Chris
1: Milton is even better than Tobias Harris. Mm -hmm.
0: I can agree with that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So, Yeah and LeBron's focused on the bigger goal which is getting that ring getting that ring yeah
0: yeah but speaking of awards and pull this up real quick all uh, the
2: award predictions yeah,
0: no but it's that time of the year all-star voting so all-star voting is here and there you go i want to do all uh, all-star voting where we where we can vote on some all-stars for, for this podcast. We do this every single week.
1: Oh, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And um, they're thinking about actually having the game.
0: Yeah, they actually think about having the game. They're thinking about doing it We I've got where? I'm pretty sure.
1: That seems so ridiculous in a year like this. It seems so ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, bonnet, talk. And to talk. have a
1: completely unnecessary talk. event like this.
2: We need a we need, uh, bull bull. Bull Bull versus Taco at the fives. Okay, let's start in the east. Guards. Okay. Give yeah. me
1: a present deal. Not getting snubbed again. Not getting snubbed again.
0: Okay. Oh, what about everybody else? What's okay, let, let me ask everybody else. Okay.
1: I'm trying to want Jalen Brown.
2: Who? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Brown. Oh, okay. whoa. hold on. Look at Trey Young's stats compared to everyone else.
1: Can we come to a consensus on anybody?
2: Can we look at Jalen?
1: Sexton
2: play. or can just Sexton. stats? I'll say Jalen Brown and Colin Sexton. What? Can we look at? Can we look at anyone's stats?
0: Stats are right yeah.
1: here.
2: I know, I know, I see them. And you guys are missing that James Harden's shooting fifty percent from the field, averaging eleven and eleven point one assists. No, c- what is FP? Huh? What is FP? But you also to argue that James Harden did most of those
0: things when he was on the Houston too. So. I gotta give it time for him in the East. Would so. you rather give it to Jalen Brown? Yeah, we're okay. Thing is, we know that James is gonna make the All Star game. We want we want to see some of these young
1: players make it their first All Star game. But Jalen
2: Brown's not gonna be starting.
1: Wait, can wait? What is FP on the thing? real percentage. That is, is not, not no way. Colin oh, Sexton is shooting thirty six percent. I just realized that. Yeah, what is it? When, I, I'm I'm looking it up. I refuse to believe it. Oh,
0: that. I think it's fancy points. Fancy points.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh, amazing. what the heck? <laughs> Imagine writing that as a stat. That's ridiculous. I'm yeah. going to look up Trey Young because I like to hate on Trey Young. Same. Yeah. Oh, nice. 42% from the field. Oh, gosh, this guy is so good. If I, if I take a million shots, maybe I'd average 27 points a game, too. hmm <laughs>
2: Yeah. All right, James Harden. I don't don't, don't see a problem with Uh, not James
1: Harden, bro. He just came from the Western Conference.
2: I don't see a problem with Jalen Brown making it, but but he's not going to start. Well, we can vote for two guards. So,
0: Yama, who's your two guards? Bradley Beal is already one of them, Mm, and James Harden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Austin, your two guards. Uh, give me Jalen Brown
3: and Zach Levine. Okay.
1: I'm gonna make Bradley Beal. So then we have a consensus on that. So he goes in. Mhm. And Colin Sexton.
0: Thing is, I'm gonna also say Jalen Brown and Colin Sexton. So,
1: so pick one, man. You you you're the break. You're the tiebreaker. Jalen Brown or Colin Sexton? Who deserves? Oh it. no
0: no no! Y'all was the tiebreaker because he didn't vote for neither of them. So Jalen Brown or Colin Sexton? Mm. Not Jalen Brown. Okay, Jalen Brown. Oh, I said not Jalen Brown. Bro. Oh, not Jalen Brown. Oh,
1: <laughs> I thought Manny was doing like a, t- a typical Manny thing, like, "Oh, okay, I don't care what your answer was."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should have did that, but front court. Front court. We get to pick three people out here. Yama, who's your three players?
2: Uh, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. Actually,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. To see the first three people there. Okay, uh, awesome. Vucevic
1: and B Kevin Durant. Damn, man, what a squad! You're gonna have two centers out there. Yes. in that two K cheese.
2: I just did three, four, five, and they're all demons. Imagine that! Imagine that. Okay. Gets. Um.
1: Give me Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Nikola Vucevic. So I can just put. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I just want to see if if I left out Joel Embiid, what what my reaction would be. Uh, no, just give me the front. Uh, yeah, just give me the top three guys: Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Giannis.
0: Well, it doesn't really matter what I say because you guys all agree on the first three. Because I was gonna say Joel Embiid, Jeremy Grant, and Julius Randles because you know it'd be
1: nice. Yeah, see. I feel. I mean, I don't like voting for those guys because like they're gonna get in anyway. But like, don't they deserve it? Kind of looking at the numbers.
0: Well, I'll, I'll still vote for Joel because I want to see Joel win the uh, be the captain be the captain this year. So, with him, oh, yeah. well, let's go over to the Western Conference. Okay, who's your Western Conference
1: front court? Uh, we're looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Guts, give me LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. And Paul George. Okay. Awesome.
3: Paul George, Jokic, and Christian Wood.
0: Okay. Y'all?
2: LeBron James, Jokic, and... Yeah. I don't know. I might say Brandon Ingram. Okay, so... I'm going to say LeBron James,
0: Christian Wood, and
2: – Oh, there's more?
0: Huh. Yeah,
1: there's more people. Oh, dang, bro. Give me Anthony Davis then. Break out of here with – Nick uh, with...
2: Al Horford. He looks so good in that Thunder jersey. Bro,
0: you know what Heard It's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny, okay? Al Horford, when he's on a team, he's on a team that's not supposed to be good, but he end up having a great season. But when he's on a team that's supposed to be good – they have a bad season.
1: How are the Thunder doing? I haven't even been paying
0: attention to them. They're, like, 10th in the West right now, like, with a 79 mm-hmm. record, so. Jeez, man. But they got blown out by the Mets last game, so 147 to 125.
2: Could you scroll up a little bit? I want to see the –
1: Yeah, these guys, why would we even vote for the other guys? All
2: right. Uh, show me. No, show me the AD row. Yeah, AD's having a down year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my original
0: three. Okay, I said LeBron James, Christian Wood, and I'm going to go with – I got to say this. People who vote for Zion this year are just dumb in my opinion. So, and I'm going to say Paul George. How many, how many votes do we have for Paul George? Two. Three. three. Three, but, yeah, no one didn't. Okay, how many votes do we have for Nikola Jokic?
1: I changed mine to Anthony Davis. Okay, so we
0: only have one. Yeah. Okay, how many votes do we have for Christian Wood? Two, two, and then we have one vote for Brandon Ingram. Take, take Wood. We don't need any centers. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's do the front court. I mean, not front court guards. But who do you guys have for the guards? I'm gonna go off saying this, okay? No bias. I'm gonna say Shea Gillis, Alexander, and John ja Morant for mine. Okay, Yama,
2: Doncic, and Steph. Okay, where's Steph Curry?
0: That's a Oh, okay. I just missed it. I'm wise and see Steph Curry, right there. Okay, awesome.
3: Uh, I won
0: Donovan Mitchell.
3: Um,
1: I'll go Shea Gilja, Alexander. Yes, two votes right there, two votes. Uh, I won Donovan Mitchell as well. And Micey, who else did you vote for?
2: Doncic and Steph. And Steph. Oh,
1: so, oh yeah. I'm making it into my All Star team.
2: So we have two people with two votes. All right, I'll be the tiebreaker, Donovan Mitchell. Not Shea. So Steph and Donovan.
1: Donovan Mitchell was already in. I think we had. I can do? No, we're
0: Donovan. Mitchell- oh yeah, we have three people with two votes, right? Jeez, man. Yeah.
2: And Steph and Donovan Mitchell were two of them. So Donovan, I'm voting for. And- but no,
0: no, Shea goes out.
2: Alexander also had two votes too. All right, and gets. Oh wait, no, then. Yes,
1: yeah, Donovan. Come on, man. The Jazz are the first in the conference. Okay, so, man. Yeah. For between Shay and Seth Curry. Okay. Let's just, let's I can, I can, let's, let's switch to, I'll switch to Shay. I'll make it easy. We'll give the right. vote.
0: Yes, sir. That is cruised. hmm And now this is our
1: all-star game looking like. I'll submit it later. All George at the five
2: over there. That, that is, is so cruised. That is so yeah. cruised.
1: Hey, all-star voting is not, like, fan voting is not about being, like, accurate. It's about being <laughs> a fan. And just Bro. like picking Bro. who you want,
2: then then give me Taco Fall and Boban at the f- at the five on the other side, and then uh Bobo at the four.
1: Well, they're not even close. What was all star game? Bobo's first all.
2: Bobo's only all star game ever.
1: Oh man, actually, they should only have all star weekend so I can watch the dunk contest. One of the best nights of the year. Mm-hmm. Except when it disappoints every year, like it inevitably does. Well, last year was good. Aaron Gordon got
2: snubbed,
1: though. It was, uh, yeah. Last
2: year, Derek Jones Jr. won by doing his same between the legs tricks. Oh, yeah. I and mean,
1: yeah, that result kind of left a sour taste in my mouth as well, so. Mm-hmm. You know. Just no, but
3: didn't does, everybody,
1: everybody just want to relive that night where Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were going at it? oh. Yeah. Uh,
0: The thing is, remember the year before when Zach Levine won his first one, they had Victor Oladipo versus Zach Levine, too.
1: Uh, Zach Levine pulled out, like, what,
0: just a free-throw line dunk, just regular? No, no, I think that wasn't the year when he did that. That was, like, the year after we did that. I forgot forgot that
1: one. He didn't use a free-throw line dunk to beat Oladipo?
0: Mm, I'm pretty sure he didn't. He didn't do that against the beat. He probably did free-throw dunk, and then against Aaron Gordon, he did a free-throw windmill dunk.
1: And through the legs, mm-hmm. and caught a lob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, I mean,
0: like honestly, in my opinion, the most rigged All Star game was the one when Blake Griffin won it. In my opinion,
1: because he jumped over the hood of a car. Yeah. In my opinion, I think Serge Ibaka deserved it, but you know we don't talk about that. Bro, the, that his dunks were like so weird.
0: Didn't he like? He dunked from the free throw line too. Too. Oh, uh, too. Didn't he so. like grab?
1: Like, something with his mouth while he dunked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: But I remember there's, like, one dunk contest. Someone blindfolded himself but cut the holes in the eyes and still missed the dunk. <laughs> but, and then, I just feel like they got to add something else in the All-Star game weekend. Like, I heard this a lot, like a 1v1 tournament. Or, like, a 1v1 tournament like that. That would be nice to see.
1: Yeah, but you know what I don't want? I don't want people to be like, yo, KD beat LeBron in the 1v1 tournament last year. He's better. That's how it's gonna end up, I feel like, if they do that.
2: Cause then when Joel murders all the point guards, it's gonna <laughs> be
1: Oh yeah, that's just stupid. There's no point in that.
0: Well, I can see you no know, taco buffall win the 1v1. So I'm just saying, like, you know, point guard taco with the handles. Oh, hop step, layup like that, with the with the three point shot too. Or you can see Bull Bull out there. Oh, oh. But right now, I'm gonna ask you guys this: In this current NBA season, who's your current favorite player? Uh, don't say like like don't say like you know, LeBron James or. Why can't I say that if he's my best right. I want to hear something interesting, okay? Like like a random player, like, you know. Oh jeez. Oh geez. Oh, geez. Uh,
2: do I have to do I have to pick someone that's not on the sixers or do I?
0: You can pick someone on the sixers, but you can't pick like a superstar
1: player. I have my player. Okay.
2: Go go ahead, Nuggets.
1: Jamal Murray. I you know, I I got on the uh Nuggets train. They won me a lot of games and in that like little streak that I had going with the Nuggets, uh, he hit this three point buzzer beating buzzer beater to tie. It was so insane. It was a great win. Um, he made he made me uh very successful this year, so far. And obviously he's, you know, Jamal. You know, okay, okay, I'm to okay. Say about Jamal Murray.
0: Okay, I'll include that because he's not an All Star. Awesome. Um, probably Tyler.
3: Tyler Hero. I he got my sweatshirt on.
1: <laughs> Gosh, when he made that face in the NBA Finals, I was like, "What are you doing, bro? Calm down."
3: He's a cold. He's a cold player, though. Yeah. I swear that man does not
1: miss. What clubs, the Heat this year?
3: Hmm? Jimmy Butler. What's amazing. going on
1: with the Heat this year? Jimmy Butler been out. Butler's been out with
0: injury, or? Yeah, COVID. Injuries, COVID, like everything's hitting them.
2: Oh man. Uh, my player. Let me I don't know. I don't want to be boring, but I might have to.
0: Well, you gonna see Terry Smaxi.
2: No. No. I was not even thinking him. His name was not even in the back. I was
1: thinking it. that you were thinking him as well. He's been he's been surprising. Lamelo, Lamelo has been surprising. How about Lamelo? How about Lamelo? Okay.
0: That donkey
2: yeah, last night that put back it was it was it was pretty good. It was thirty. Oh,
0: my current favorite player in this whole entire National oh. Basketball Association. Let me guess. My, okay. Lou okay. Dort. Okay. Hmm? No, no. It's, hey. it's Lou Dort. Not Lou Dort. It's close, but gotta you know. be a Thunder oh. player. It's I'll the, it's the right thing is not on okay? What? It's John.
2: it's John Morant.
0: It's not John Morant. What? Brady Clark. Okay, I'll give you a hint. He's a rookie.
2: Anthony Edwards.
0: He wasn't drafted
1: in the first round. Oh, man. No, I don't know. Let's just give up.
0: My namesake, Emmanuel Quickly of the New York Knicks. <clears throat> oh, He's yeah, you sent me player.
1: Why are you so in love with him? Because, first off, he has my name. Spell right with the I. I. I-manual. I- Not Emanuel. I-manual. Oh, my
0: god, okay. Emmanuel! You know, it's a great name. It's in the Bible. So, like, you know, it's an awesome name. So, spelled like that in the Bible. You know, it's an awesome name. And he's doing well for the New York Knicks. Last night he dropped 25 points. He saw a celebration last night. He just went on the floor and started swimming. That was just awesome right there, okay? Manual, I feel like he's just copying your basketball skills. Uh, he is. I taught him a lot of things back in the day, but, you know. But I'm, I'm about to get me a, a man, a man quickly jersey. But the problem is, like, Knicks players don't really last long. Young players in the Knicks don't, don't really last long, so.
2: He'll be flipping, he'll be flipping burgers in five years.
0: Right, okay, no. My namesake, my namesake is going to be balling, okay. And then, you're quickly, if you're out there watching this, you know, you're my favorite player. So, I'm going to ask some um, – y'all, you know any baseball news this lately? Because I heard a lot of things about the Hall of Fame.
2: Uh, first, um, Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. I just saw that last night on ESPN. That is a big move because he's a, he's a great player. He's a, he's a great player. But I don't really know how much of an impact that's gonna have on the Cardinals. It's not like they're good or anything. So Cardinals no, aren't
1: bad, right? They're not that
2: good. I don't remember how
1: they finished last season, but I know you know they were good the last like full season that we had. Last last year's was a little bit of a fluke, but um Yeah, fair enough.
2: Maybe they're they're a better uh long distance team than short distance, I guess.
1: Yeah. Also, uh we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see what – I don't know exactly what the cards gave up. I assume it's a lot because Arenado is just consistently a gold glover, consistently hits well, hits for power too. So it's hard to find a, a mix of all those things. And then also in local news, the Phillies are making interesting moves. They just signed this pitcher out of Japan, I think, to our starting rotation. Um Th- those, those guys are always so interesting because they can either flop or they can, or they can be good or whatever. Uh, let me
2: see. JT resigning with the Phillies. Um, I'm looking right now through the MLBs. I'm
0: just going to repeat. Yes, sir.
2: Kiki, Kiki Hernandez to Boston. I'm fi- I feel like there's a big one I missed. Oh, George Springer to Toronto. John Lester going to Washington.
1: No, but the, the Phillies are also signing good bullpen and all that. So, I'm very excited for them next year.
0: I can't wait for those Phillies French
1: fries. or oh, Man, I can't wait to go to any sporting event in person again, man. Yes.
2: And the Phillies, I don't think they're going to be, like, doing all the social distancing in the, in the stands. That's what I heard, though.
1: Yeah, I heard I heard at least that they weren't going to require like proof of vaccine for you to enter a game. Yeah. Dead yeah, enough.
0: but you know like you know one thing I'm really excited, you know, you know when Phillies win, I get free McDonald's french fries, you know. That that came so clutch last year when uh when after football practice, I get <laughs> yeah. after football practice I get McDonald's French fries because the Phillies won the game. Then, oh, yeah. But then last had- month of the season, we got I got no French fries because the Phillies kept on losing.
2: Actually, Manny, you put gets and I both on that, bro. We started going to McDonald's and we were like, we did it once.
1: I was like, I don't want to do this every time that the Phillies win because we're gonna be in trouble pretty soon if we keep.
0: Well, <laughs> no, I got the Sixers now with the frosty freeze out. So. No, missed the If a team has two free throws, you get frosty. So, you know, this guy, wait till the Sixers play the Bugs and Leon's missed two free throws like that. So, at home,
3: it has to be at home too. And if you want to do uh, it, you gotta get. the team. play Thunder and they have Lou Dort on the line.
0: Lou oh. Dort been deadly this year, okay? Calm <laughs> down. Lou Dort is just like the next Tony Allen, in my opinion. So,
3: Man went, like, one for 21 from, like, three in games.
0: <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, but you guys can continue about your baseball talk. I'll just with-
1: That's pretty much it for right now. Probably a lot of signings going on, but I really only care about what's happening locally with the Phillies. So, now you guys don't want to
0: talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame? The-
1: well, I could look up who's up for it right now, but – because I heard a lot of people complain about how Barry Bonds did not make it in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, this is this is every single year, like, like they try to get these guys in. But I don't think the guys that we know and are convicted, no one, no one was elected four days ago. Not a single person made it this year, which is what I like about the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's the hardest one to get into. But um, I don't think we should let those steroid guys in. And when we know, when we know. Like the thing is, always they're like, "Oh, there's guys in the Hall of Fame that you don't even know use steroids." But with these guys, we know that they use steroids, so they cheated.
2: So keep them out. People in the Hall of Fame deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because they hit it well. You don't. You don't. Bonds, sorry. You didn't hide it well. Everyone else, everyone else who do steroids in the Hall of Fame, they they apparently hit it well. But.
1: And then there's a guy like Kurt Schilling, who was a pitcher back in the day, and he has great – he has Hall of Fame-level numbers, but just because he's taken some controversial stances in, since he's been retired and stuff politically, he's not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if that should count towards your, your baseball Hall of Fame status.
2: But that's what everyone wants you to see, though, that they're not letting this guy in because – he's yeah. making these political statements
0: yeah uh, also you got any thoughts about this nope <laughs> okay you lost like me okay <laughs> <laughs> and then you no know, one thing I got to include let me pull it up real quick right now the right now in the Premier League Manchester
1: United is second. After beating Liverpool, but he lost to. Well, they beat Liverpool in a different competition, but um, yeah, they just lost a dumb game to Sheff- to one of the like one of the worst the worst teams. team, Sheffield. He have Sheff- uh, Sheffield United haven't beat Manchester since Sheffield United are last in the league, by the way, and they beat Manchester United, and now City is in first. Oh gosh, yeah, this- City in this- first. Mm. This is terrible. Yeah, I'm hearing Sam. Sam's
0: talking about that a lot. So, he's a City fan, so.
1: I don't want to see them win again, bro. They had such a bad start to the season. You thought they were already out of it. But the the race is pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of team, different teams that could win it. Yeah, but, you know, it'd be nice to see Manchester United
0: after after they're, like, being good historically and then not being good recently. But now they're picking it back up. Maybe we can see that Premier League tile hold up, you know, mm-hmm. and win the Champions Leagues too. But let's not get too hopeful, right there. Well,
1: let's not get too much. Let's do, do the Premier League first. Mm-hmm. That would be huge for them mm-hmm. to finally win it again. Yeah, and I'm trying to get into uh, football more. So, oh, he's calling it football. Nice,
2: mm-hmm. man. That's how you start. You call you call it soccer football
1: maybe we'll have to watch some games together. If there's a big game, we can come I, over.
0: I got ESPN Plus, so I'm starting watching some uh, Manchester United games on the ESPN Plus, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Wow. That's nice, but that's pretty much it we have for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you, got, if you guys have anything else to say, you guys got anything else to
1: say?
2: No, I'll wait until you're about to cut the video off before I do.
1: Okay, (laughs) so... What did he say last time? First of all, we need to remember what he said last time because it was atrocious. It was bad.
2: I forget, I forget.
1: Man. Well, if you guys are watching from YouTube, make
0: sure you guys like and subscribe and turn those notifications on and comment down below. If you guys are listening on Apple podcast, give us five stars and subscribe to us and share it to your friends and families. If you guys watching it from if you guys are watching a clip from TikTok, make sure you follow us. If you guys are watching a clip from Instagram, if we will make that soon, make sure to follow us on there. If you guys are watching on Spotify, make sure you follow us. You know, this basically follows on every single platform you're listening to on. Right. So if you guys want to send us some questions, you guys can email us on donessapod at gmail.com send some questions so we can react to it or go on anchor and send us a voice message so we can react, react, it, react, react to that too. We haven't got anchor message since like, you know, August. So no, we're still waiting for one. So, but that's pretty much it. We've, I have, uh, I just gotta say this, we have a really interesting thing to do for our next podcast for the Super Bowl weekend. So. Sounds good. Keep it a secret. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for that it's a podcast. So I'm gonna tell you guys after this. So okay, okay see. You. Okay, but that's pretty much it, you guys. You guys got any else to say before I say my last closing
2: statement? No, you you say your closing statement, then I'll say mine. Oh, uh, you think I can press the stop recording button quicker than you?
3: you I'm saying, gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna speak louder than you. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Wow. Well, Vince is a bum.